Hey guys, Sports Spotlight back with Ford Polk. Uh, coming to you on a Wednesday night. You'll probably get to listen to this on Thursday morning, but this is my second show. Uh, I've been looking forward to doing it since, you know, there's still not a whole lot going on sports-wise, but we, we do have some news for uh, for this Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, NCAA... Uh, I think Yahoo Sports came out with an article today, or that's the that's where I saw it. I'm sure somebody else has written about it, but uh, Yahoo Sports came out with an article today about the NCAA lifting the moratorium on May May 31st, uh, which you know that doesn't really mean that you know sports are coming back, but I think it's a step in the right direction. But that's what we're going to get started with today as uh, college sports. So. The NCAA had had a vote on Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday morning, uh, and it basically uh, cleared the return of student athletes in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball uh, on June first. So what that means is it's kind of I think it's voluntary. So if the students want to come work out in the facilities, they're allowed to, which you know, again I feel like that is a step in the right direction for sports for this fall you know a couple sports have come back i think the nfl is uh is on its way to allowing players to come in and work out on their own voluntarily uh but uh with with the college football i think it starts with football and basketball but they're gonna eventually address other sports other than those three um and they think it's probably going to take place in the next week they're not sure, but, you know, I mean, it's all up to the NCAA and, and the voting. You know, I, personally, I think it's a step in the right direction for the NCAA because, let's see, what is that? Denny Hamlin wins at Darlington. We will talk about that in just a little bit. I'm going to put my phone on silent here. Uh, but, yeah, there's not going to be a mandate on requiring testing so it's up to the, it looks like, let's see if I read here, it will be up to the schools and political decision makers. Uh, I, you know, I feel like if you're going to allow them back, you have to do some kind of testing. You know, maybe not every day, maybe get tested once a week or something like that. Maybe every day is kind of maybe a tad over, you know, overkill there. I think maybe once or twice a week seems like a good idea. Uh, because what I've read is, you know, you can test on Monday and not have it and then test on Friday and have it. So I think that'd be a good idea. Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction for the NCAA. You know, I mean, it seemed like some schools, especially the SEC, you know, living in Mississippi, you're an SEC country, you're the deep South. Uh, you have, there's a lot of word on, you know, what seems like from the 80s, we're going to play regardless if the NCAA allows us. So, and I've really felt like if these schools can play and have their own things going, that, uh, you know, it really seems like they don't need the NCAA. And I think maybe the NCAA saw the writing on the wall. Maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it, it, it just feel like if they want to stick around, you know, this is something that they needed to do. <laughs> but uh, we're going to see what else it's like. You know, it seems like, let's see, talking about the testing. Let's see. 
No one wants to get into that. And I I feel like it's a good idea to leave it to uh to the schools, you know. I mean, nobody's going it, to it's not like they're just going to okay, throw them to the wolves. If they do, I mean, you're going to get some serious backlash. It's just not a good look. So, of course, I feel like, you know, everyone's smart enough to realize that they're going to have to especially people who came back like, you know, say an athlete is in you know, Vicksburg, Mississippi, and he comes back to Sarville, of course he's going to need to get tested because he, he's, you know, he hasn't been around these same people. So, you know, it's it's going to be really cool to see. You know, the season's uh, week zero begins on August 29th, and I think it's going to – I'm really looking forward to it, you know, especially because I'm a Mississippi State fan. We've got Mike Leach, uh, you know, the Pirate uh, – so I'm really looking forward to uh, to having him in it, him and Starville. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, he's a media darling. Everybody loves him because he's. It seems like he rambles on and on and on about nothing, but at the same time, it's hilarious. Like that bit about was it the Pac-12 uh, mascots? Like who would win in a fight? That has got to be like one of the greatest interviews ever. And you know, if I eventually get into. Uh, like sports media and stuff like that, and you know, have a, a job at a TV station or a radio station or something like that. I hope I would love to get paid to go cover Mike Leach. I feel like that would be like the greatest job on the planet. <laughs> Getting paid to cover somebody rambling—that's just that's got to be so much fun. I, I'm another thing with college uh, football and specifically the SEC. SEC media days are are. Uh, coming up I think in July and you know I don't know how that's going to work because of course they're still going to you know it's regardless of how long this social distancing is still going to last you know do I think that it needs to I'm not going to answer that just because this is a sports podcast I like to keep my politics and my sports separately Um, I don't necessarily like mixing them just because to me sports are where I go to relax you know I have the gym, I have sports, and I have video games, and my dog, and that's that's what I use to uh, to relax. And I don't really like, you know, politics kind of make me. I don't know how to say the word. I don't know how to say it, but politics kind of make me not necessarily nervous, but anxious. I guess, like you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing, and you know, all of a sudden, just everybody hates me. So I try to stay away from that. But, uh, you know, that's probably going to be it for the talking point on college sports today. You know, I'm really, really looking forward to, to it getting back. Uh, they, they took baseball away from me. You know, Mississippi State, you know, it's kind of a national brand as far as college baseball. You know, I know a whole lot of people don't follow college baseball, but it's a whole lot of fun for us because, you know, Mississippi State has Duty Noble Field. If you're listening and you've never heard of it, go look it up. It is basically a major league sport style, like a, a major league baseball style stadium for college. Uh, there are lofts in left field. You know, we used to have a thing in left field. It was a big old peanut truck looking thing. We all sat on top of it. We had theater seats from this old theater that was in Star that was in Starville. Uh, I think it was State Theater, actually, and apparently that's been around since the beginning of time. 
but we had the old seats on there. They had like little desk areas where you could put your, like you could, like fold up desk where you put your drink and your plate and you're eating on. And we'd sit on top of it and watch baseball, you know, all weekend. It was it was a great experience. Uh, something I'll take to the grave with me. It's one of my that's literally my favorite thing to do uh, in the spring besides kayaking and going, you know, fishing and finally getting out and throw the baseball around, get out in the out in the out in the sun. As you know, of course, Mississippi down here, we don't really have a winter anyway, but but uh if you're looking if you're if you're into college baseball, I highly, highly recommend coming to see a game at Mississippi State, you know. This COVID stuff kind of stuff kind of took uh, baseball away from me. That's that's literally my favorite thing to do. And you know, the last game I saw was uh, down in Biloxi. Mississippi State played Texas Tech, and they State uh, took both games from them. There was there was just a lot of fun. But anyway, that's uh, we're gonna transition into NASCAR now because that's really the only other uh, sport that had any news, or it's it's you know one of the handful of sports it's still live you know i think wrestling is still they wrestle without uh fans and that's just i watch a little bit of that and that's a whole nother experience uh you know because you know the the fans bring something and i really think you know we need fans in the stands now personally i think it'd be really really interesting to see what the mics on the field pick up. And I I read a story not long ago. I think it was Joe Buck that might have that might have said it when he was I mean, he might have been talking a bar stool or something like that where they're thinking about pumping crowd noise into the stadium. Uh yeah, Joe Buck I think it was, but they're going to pump crowd noise into the stadium and I really hope that doesn't happen. Because I, the way I look at it, it would be a completely different experience. I mean, you still get football, but, you know, sometimes you can hear the quarterback like, you know, you know, like Peyton Manning, Omaha or whatever. You can hear them doing their cadence, but you can't really hear anything else other than, you know, grunting and stuff. But I think it would be really, really, really cool. If you if you didn't have any fans and they didn't pump you know crowd noise into the stadium, and you just hear the players on the field, I think that'd be so awesome. Uh, it'd be something I'd definitely sign up to. I mean, I'm already glued to my TV on Saturdays and Sundays during the fall anyway. But I mean, I you know, I would totally be invested in that at least for a little while, depending on how good or bad it was. But I think that'd be, you know, so, so awesome if they if they just let it, you know, run like it is. Like that uh that Three Stooges that Three Stooges episode one time where like they're football players and they they had to like play with no no fans in the stands and their numbers were like X and like L and stuff like that. Like my dad was a big Three Stooges fan. He could do the the, the curl or what which one is it? Curly Mo, oh yeah, the woo, 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 woo. I can't really do it really well, but you know what it, it is what it is. But anyway, transitioning to NASCAR, they had a weeknight race tonight at Darlington. They had had a race on Sunday, 
They raced again tonight, and they're going to race again on Sunday for the uh, Coke 600, which is the longest race of the year. Uh, a lot of intriguing things I didn't get to see. Uh, I didn't get to see the first half of it. I got to see mid-stage two. But I know that Clint Boyer won both stages, and then I think he cut a tire down and spun out, so his race was kind of over with. Uh, it was a rain-shortened race. Danny Hamlin won it. Uh, they, you know... Typically what NASCAR does is if, if if you're over halfway and they lose the track, which means the track is changing colors and like basically goes from like light gray to dark gray, they've lost the track, which means that it's too wet to run on. Well, if they if that happens after halfway, I mean they're gonna do their best to keep the race going, but it feels like most of the time if it's at least if it's over halfway, the it's 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 called a race. So Denny, Denny Hamlin wins the twenty lap shortened Darlington. I think it was to, Toyota five hundred. Uh, really interesting race. I mean, I feel like most of the drivers had an idea of what to expect, especially after Sunday. And plus, the track was you know it was during the night or early afternoon <clears throat> or early evening. Should I should say, into the night, and that always calls for cooler temperatures and faster races, and it just seemed like everybody knew what to expect from the track, as opposed to Sunday, where you know they went in. It seemed like they went in turns one, like the first two laps, they were like half throttle, but uh, it was from what I got to watch, it was a fun race. Uh, you know, a lot of drama at the end with the rain, and then you have. Kyle Busch and the Chase Elliott incident where it looked like, and I think Kevin Harvick even mentioned it because he was the car directly behind them where Kyle just misjudged the whole, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, Hamlin's leading, Elliott is right behind him and they're about to really just freight train Kyle Busch on the outside. And it seemed like Kyle was trying to hit this hole between Chase and Kevin, and he just misjudged it. And that's even what Kyle said. You know, uh, Alan Gustafson, Chase Elliott's crew chief, they actually, you know, were driver and crew chief back when Kyle Busch was driving the five car for Hendrick, you know, 13 years ago. But uh, they got to talking about it. And, of course, I think they're friends. And it, it's just one of those things where, you know, Kyle Busch admitted he made a mistake. And it, that's exactly what it looked like. Now, I do like Chase Elliott. And it really kind of, it really kind of pissed me off. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. They've got, I'm sure, Kyle Busch, and he even said something to the to this extent where, He's expecting some kind of payback. And, you know, we've seen that in the past with, with Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. You know, I think it was a couple years ago uh, in Martinsville, Chase had a shot to win, and Hamlin just kind of dumped him. And the next, the very next race at Phoenix, you know, Chase looked like he intentionally squeezed Denny into the wall. But at the same time, I mean, you can almost obviously, it's 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 more than obvious that that was not intentional. Uh, 
I feel really bad. Really, ba really, I feel bad for both of them because you know Kyle Busch has always had the, you know, he's always had a bad guy reputation. He was a hothead when he was at Hendrick from '05 to '07. You know, I think he was caught doing like a hundred and something, got a speeding ticket for that or whatever. And you know, ever since, and and then you know, in 2008 when Earnhardt Jr. makes the transition to the '88 car for Hendrick which actually was Kyle Busch's old team. Uh, he he spun, it looked like he dumped Earnhardt uh, intentionally. So uh, ever since then, you know, Junior Nation, you're waking up a giant. But ever since then, he's just kind of had a bad guy reputation. He really, I think he really likes it, to be honest. But, you know, it's it's a bad situation for him. Because obviously he, it's you know, some people are going to think that he did it intentionally. I think it's obvious he didn't. He just misjudged the whole. You know, even as as a great a race driver, race car driver as he is, it's just you know people make mistakes. We're all human. I hate it for him. I really hate it for Chase because it seemed like he had the car to beat there at the end. He and Denny Hamlin really seemed like the class of the field uh, in the late stages of the race. You know, I was really pulling for Byron, and it seemed like he had a bad pit stop or something like that. I really, you know, I went to the bathroom, came back out, and he was running 15th after pit stops. So, you know, I hate that for him. I was really hoping for a little bit more from Jimmy Johnson, you know. I mean, after, especially after his really, really strong showing in the first stage uh, before he got crashed out uh, Sunday. I was really looking more for, like, Really looking forward to more from him. It didn't happen. And again, when you're racing, what, four days or what, four, and let's see, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, four days, you know, it's going to happen. But they've got Lowe's coming up this weekend. I really look forward to that because that, you know, that that's a, that's a fun race. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're doing the Indy 500 that that day I haven't heard haven't read anything but that's you know one of the racing's greatest days because you have the the uh almost called the almost called it the Brickyard 500 but you have the Indy race at the at Indianapolis Motor Speedway that afternoon that early afternoon and then you have the longest NASCAR race of the year at 600 I think it's 600 kilometers now they don't do miles anymore they shorten it up but Still the longest race of the year for NASCAR. It's a fun race. Lowe's is a fun track. Oh, I'm sorry. Charlotte Motor Speedway is a fun track. Uh, really looking forward to that. I don't know what the uh, what the setup's going to be like. Because it's basically a home track for everybody. So you can sleep in your own bed that night. Which is kind of what, what has NASCAR has been wanting to do with... Uh, with two races at uh, Darlington, you know, you go, you go home to sleep, and you come back to the racetrack. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I think the races in Darlington, two races in Darlington. You know, Darlington only has one, and that's on Labor Day weekend, the Southern 500. But now they've got three in a year, and I think they said that uh, the two Darlington races tonight and Sunday replaced. The Chicago Land Speedway and the Richmond Spring Race, which, you know, to be honest, Chicago 
doesn't really do anything for me. I really like the Richmond race. I think they should, uh, should have more short tracks. Short tracks are fun. Fights are fun. Fights happen at short tracks. You know, goes hand in hand with NASCAR. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, I'm really looking forward to another really competitive race. These past two have been really fun. Seems like everybody was so antsy to get back in the car, but at the same time, they come, you know, they kind of kept their heads about them. But uh, looking forward to it. We'll talk more about that uh, Sunday. You know, we'll also talk some more about some tracks possibly leaving uh, the NASCAR circuit in 2021. Um, but anyway, that's going to be it for the night. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, I started a, a Twitter profile for it. Still working on it, trying to get the uh, trying to get a profile pic going. I'm trying to pull it off of. Well, I'm trying to basically trying to do my own on Photoshop. So it's it's taking a minute. I'm not very well versed in Photoshop. I used it a couple times at, for a, a WOBV Channel Five. I was working for but I didn't really use it a whole lot. So I'm trying to get something going there. But if you want to give me a follow on Twitter, it's Polk Pods, P-O-L-K underscore pods. Uh, if you do like it, you know, give us a like, give us a follow. You know, you can even DM me and tell me what I need to work on more. I love the feedback. I'm trying to get better at this and trying to get better content out for y'all. But uh, anyway, that's going to be it for the night. Uh, y'all stay safe, stay healthy. And good night.